Welcome into the Housing Hour with Kevin Ray, a locally produced program devoted to bringing you a fresh perspective on housing, diving into the issues that matter most. The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray is presented by Mortgage Investors Group. And now, Kevin Ray. Welcome into the Housing Hour. This is Kevin Ray. I am your host. I'm here with Mark Griffith, our executive producer and co-host. We want to thank you for stepping into the Housing Hour. We hope that this hour will be informative, and we're just thankful for the opportunity to speak with you today. This show is brought to you by Mortgage Investors Group, MIGonline.com. You can call us at 1-800-489-8910. We certainly would love to help you. Um, And today we have a very special guest. We have Knox County Mayor Tim Burchett uh, in studio with us. Thank you, Tim, so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. And for those of you who are out there, um, Mayor Burchett has been so kind to us to stop in on occasion um, and and give us an update and just sort of talk. He's always been a real friendly um, guest. He's never said no to us. Never. He's always said yes. Um, And I think that that is really impressive considering we've asked other people and I can't, we sometimes can't get responses, (laughs) but, (laughs) but mayor Birch has been, been very gracious with his time. And real quick, before I forget, before we get into some questions for, for the mayor, I wanted to tell you guys how to plug in with us. You can go to the housinghour.com and find all of our information, share this show with friends and family. Um, You can also go to Facebook, facebook.com slash the housing hour. We'd love for the opportunity to interact with you. Um, Mayor, I was looking through the internet uh, earlier this week when in preparation for the show, and I was I looked at for some video and some different things from from election night when you first got elected in two thousand and ten, and one of the things that you said is that you wanted to restore trust into the office of Knox County Mayor, and obviously we know why you you ran really on part on restoring trust. I think that was one of your campaign themes, if I'm not mistaken. Um, do you feel like uh, over the last five years you've been successful in, in restoring trust? I think you have personally, but what do you, what do you think? Well, it's always an, an effort you got to put forward. I think that nobody trusts government, and that's for good reason. Right. You, you know, it just, it just ticks me off to no end. Uh, you know, you just have people that just won't respond to you. You know, we have elected officials that don't respond to me, and I, I won't go into any names, but, you know, I can call Congressman Duncan, and I swear if he'd had a time machine, he'd go back in time, you know, a day. I mean, I could, I can call him and say, hey, I got, and he'd say, well, he'd say, Tim, I got 15 minutes, you know, here in a couple hours or something. Can you come over, you know, and, and he'll make time. And I called Senator Alexander um, a couple of weeks ago, I guess, about a, um, an energy initiative I thought would could could help out our country, and he was gracious enough to cut me out an hour over at Long's Drugstore, and um, wow. and uh, he That's didn't awesome. even um, I didn't even have to buy his breakfast, <laughs> and so you know, and some of these people though they forget where they come from, and that that really really bugs me. I don't care at what level you are, and you know, I was in the legislature. If somebody would call me from from home, I mean, you know, I'd, I'd step out of a committee meeting. I'd it didn't, didn't matter. Mm. And I just think we've, we've kind of lost touch with that. And, and part of the problem is, is that, you know, we're, I'm, I'm as guilty of this as anybody is that, you know, we want our pizzas in 30 minutes or less, and that's about our attention span. <laughs> and they come feed us the red meat every two, four or six years, whatever it is. And then we just jump on the bandwagon and then we just keep electing 
keep electing the same folks and it just it just drives me crazy now and, and, and yeah. people just forget what they're there for they're not there to create they're there to solve problems and mm-hmm. it just is a uh, I guess I'm becoming more of a, a libertarian as the older I get, but you know, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm just I'm just over it, man. And I and I'm you know, and I don't know if we've restored trust or not. I think people have found us more accessible, more transparent, and maybe that's because of my limited IQ. I'm not sure. <laughs> well, but, when well, just as an example, when I pulled up just a moment ago in the parking lot, this little little Jeep, you know, probably I don't know, probably a '97 Jeep. I don't even know. And there's, you know, Mayor, Mayor Burchett right there. You know, he, he doesn't have the fancy car. He could, he, if he wanted to, he could have a brand new car. I'm sure that that would be something that would be a legitimate request. Well, the county think. actually gave me a very nice car, but, you know, I don't, you, you, get, you get a free car? No. no. <laughs> so there all. you go. That's no. my point. And, well, um, and, so. I, and I think that, well, I think obviously that's why you won election, reelection, and um, you can go wherever you want to go. And especially with the national climate, the way it is. And right now, the temperature of the country, I mean, clearly they elected a non-politician as president. And the, right. t- the tidal wave of people that are now on, on the side of really what Tim Burchett won back in 2010 on, which was, you know what, we, I don't see you as a politician. I, right. hope, that's, I don't, hope you don't take offense to that. No, I, I see fine. you as a real person. And do you think that that's sort of the the shift that's happening nationally with Trump being elected? I hope so, because I think that we've just gotten a little bit, we've forgotten who put us in office. And um, people don't know who the who the regular folks in this world are. And, you know, if, if they go to Wright's Cafeteria or Walmart or Litton's or someplace, it's for a photo op, you know. Um, and, and heaven forbid they they meet you for breakfast at Long's without a million cameras, you know. It's, right. And... And so, um, you know, people have just been, I, I think they, part of the trouble with politicians is they start believing their press releases mm. and they don't come home. Senator Thompson one time said, and this was a great, great quote, he's, and I'm butchering it, but he <laughs> said, he said, I'm going to go to Washington and I'm going to come home and live under the rules they made. Mm. And somebody else also said the worst thing they ever did in Washington. You know what the worst thing they ever did in Washington was? I wouldn't want to guess put air conditioning in the Capitol building. Mm. <laughs> they stay there year round and wow. make our lives miserable. And that's, that's, that's true. Uh, yeah. It's just unbelievable to me. They get, and, and it, it's human nature though. You surround yourself with people that are, you know, I, I learned something in college called group think. And um, in my six years of undergraduate studies, I'm glad I picked up something. And group think <laughs> is basically you surround yourself with people that aren't as smart as you to make you feel better. And they always agree with you, but they get you in trouble. And historically, that's happened with um, that's Congress. <laughs> well, the Bay of Pigs with yeah. Kennedy, uh, mm. Nixon at Watergate. He could have walked. He could have just thrown those guys to the wolves and, and just just walked away from it. And he would have been remembered as one of the greatest presidents we ever had. But but you know he got what, tangled up in all that. And Kennedy at Bay of Pigs, he he took bad advice and he got a bunch of people killed and and uh, and my opinion pro- probably prolonged a, a, a dictator by mm-hmm. sort of making him a martyr um but things like that happen and i i don't have that luxury i've surrounded myself with some very smart people and they know one of them sitting right here yes it is <laughs> <laughs> big sexy michael Greider, and he knows he, he doesn't you know out in public he doesn't say boss man don't say that but he'll you off the side we'll talk and he'll say hey mm-hmm. and we'll walk through it and people in my office and we go around and we talk, and but the one thing that first thing that ever comes out of my mouth when it's a big decision, I say, 
is this legal? Right. And then if it's, and then I say, is it ethical? Because sometimes even <laughs> yeah. if it's legal, doesn't necessarily mean it's, it's right. I mean, technically <laughs> slavery was legal in this country, True. but was it ethical? Heck no. It's the most horrendous thing that we've ever right. done, but, mm. but it was legal. So there's a lot of instances where I have to do that. And, um, mm. and I've rambled a lot. Up no, you're, well, those, those two questions he just asked would qualify him to be president. right no. now. Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> I, I think he, well, he could. I well, probably got so many skeletons in my closet. I can't hang a coat. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was thinking about what you were just saying. And I mean, sometimes like I've had you on my show now, I think what, three or four times. Yeah. Yeah. And every time I speak with you, it's just like I'm speaking with like my uncle because you're very much down to earth. And, you know, people that are listening don't maybe realize that you handle three quarters of a billion budget every year. Yeah. You know, I mean, he's he's the but, man in Knox County. Well, I appreciate but you don't, that. I mean, and I, but it, my finance people are the men and women. Um, well, they sit over those little cubicles and sometimes I go over there and I go by and I, I think I shake them up when I just come by just to tell them I thank, I thank them because if you if you mind your money. You know, it'll, the rest usually takes care of itself. Yeah. We've, we've done a good job of that. And we, you know, and of course I caught a lot of heat from the, some of the, the beautiful people when I was first running for office <laughs> and I hope they're not sponsors. They might not be after they hear this, but you know, they said, they said, no, don't, don't, don't say you're not going to raise taxes. Cause you're, you're, you know, you're going to need to raise taxes and I say, no, I won't. No, I won't. And we're going to manage our money. And if we don't, it's just like at my, at the Burchett house growing up. You know what? If we didn't have the money, we didn't do it. We didn't right. go to Myrtle Beach for two weeks. Maybe we went for one week during the summer in our camper, right. or maybe we didn't get to go at all. But right. that's that's the you know that that's what you do. And government doesn't remember that. They get in and then they obviously everybody runs as I know we got to go to a break, but everybody runs as a libertarian or a fiscal libertarian. Then when they get in office, they they become a big government person. All of a sudden, they're wanting to buy you know fences for groups or ballparks for this group or a park over here and all those things are nice but the, sometimes it's not the government's role to do that and we've tried no. to focus on that and 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 not use well, your tax dollars to run for re-election restoring trust also means and you made this point and i can't remember one video that i watched and then we're gonna have to go to break we'll get back to mayor Burchett in a moment once we get back from break but you mentioned you know what? I've had to tell a lot of friends, no, you know, yeah. I can't get you a job. You know, yeah, you could have maybe created a program or something to, you know, put a person to work, but you don't do those things. And I think that that shows a lot of character, but it also shows a lot of a lot of strength because our leaders need to be strong. You know, like him or not, President Trump is making tough decisions that people don't like it, but some people really love it. So we're going to continue this conversation with Mayor Tim Burchett right after these messages. The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what's really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray. And welcome back into the Housing Hour. Kevin Ray here with Mark Griffith, our executive producer and co-host. We're here with Mayor Tim Burchett, Knox County Mayor. Um, wanted to tell you guys real quick how to plug in with us again. It's thehousinghour.com. You can go there, share this show with friends and family. You can also go to facebook.com slash thehousinghour. We'd love for you to plug in with us. <clears throat> you know, some of our leaders that we have, we don't always know, you know, who they are and what their past is and the type, the person that they are and um, you know, I, I was 
doing a little bit of more research. Of course, I knew you because I've I've researched every interview that I've come to, and your 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 family history is intriguing to me because you know I look at my family and I was talking to my dad this morning and you know my grand granddad was in World War Two. He, right. he fought in the Pacific as well. Wow. And he was in the infantry. My uncle Ronnie was in the Air Force. He fought in Vietnam. He was a weapons specialist. My uncle Tommy was in the Air Force. He was in Jacksonville, Florida. He got to um, help maintenance the the, the planes. And that's the home of the Leonard Skinner band. I know you probably already knew that, but I was just saying that. Just so. <laughs> yeah. My my grandfather, my mom's side, he was in the Army. He was in the Army Intelligence. Uh, wow. My uncle, my uncle Harry, was in the Battle of the Bulge in World War II. So I have a lot of history in in military, and I know that. I've heard you speak at veterans groups. You were recently um, given, I guess, a lifetime membership award with the Vietnam Veterans of America Chapter 1078 that I heard you yeah. sp- speak at. Um, you also do the the wreaths for um, our veterans as well. I heard you speak again um, talking about veterans, veterans issues. Um, but going back to your parents, your, your father, of course, was in the Marines. And I love the story that you tell about after Pearl Harbor, you know, he was at, I think, in Georgia Tech. Could you well, tell that story? Yeah, actually, um, Dad was um, at at uh, Austin P. Mm-hmm. and uh, Japanese bombed Pearl Harbor, and he was either a freshman or a sophomore, and he didn't know where Hawaii was, never heard of Hawaii, mm-hmm. or especially Pearl Harbor. It wasn't a state yet, and um, uh, it was a Sunday, and he, like most red-blooded American boys and some girls, actually, enlisted he wanted to get at the japanese because they had bombed pearl harbor and he'd read up on them about what they'd done to the chinese civilians at nanking and and so he had a a little bit of a grudge i guess and then he went in and as a lot of them did they tested my daddy and he um had a very high iq and so he um um he actually had some health issues too he had a uh, he has a heart murmur mm. and so he the Marine Corps said, you've got this high IQ. We want you to become an officer. Go to Georgia Tech. Mm. So Daddy goes to Georgia Tech, and in, as I've stated many times, in his infinite wisdom and his hatred of the enemy and love of his country, my dad thought he would miss the war. And he couldn't – I remember my mama said he just couldn't stand the fact that he wasn't there. And mm. so Daddy just did not take his midterm exams and was failed out in Georgia Tech intentionally. And – um and a lot of people don't know is my uncle Roy actually um, died a few days after yeah. D Day, and he was he was too old to go. And then he they he he went and enlisted, and they went and called him back up later, and he ended up dying a few days after D Day. But and my was mom, it had, a machine gun fight? Is that yeah? What I that's what I yeah. He was apparently in a he was cut down by Nazi <laughs> machine gun fire, and um, mm-hmm. my uh, my mama actually flew airplanes during the Second World I, War. Which I read is that pretty too. cool. Yeah, but um, Dad. He ended up um, when he got finally got in, uh, and then he, 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 he failed out, so he was automatically enlisted in the Marine Corps already. And so he went to basic training for, I think, about six or eight weeks, if you can imagine that. Mm. Issued a Thompson submachine gun, went to a little island on an invasion called Peleliu. It's supposed mm-hmm. to be a cleanup. Weren't supposed to be a lot there. The Japanese had been there like 22 years. Had this entrenched system of caves and things and bunkers and it was a very very bloody battle and he uh he, a lot of his buddies died then he was on the invasion of okinawa mm. and that was on easter sunday and they fought all the way across that island and um uh and then 
Of course, he went to China after that, and and um, actually, they had to escort the Japanese back because when the emperor when they when they dropped the bomb on Japan, they um, uh, they finally surrendered. And the uh, when the emperor said, "Lay down your guns," they laid down their guns because the emperor was a god to them. Mm-hmm. And then he, uh, he said it was kind of ironic he had to fought out, fought them all the way across the Pacific, and then he had to make sure the Chinese didn't kill them. So they could get them back, but then they got into some limited combat with the communist over there. So, um, hence the reason this pin on my chest right here, or my my county pin. Um, they sent me a bunch made in China, and I remembered. I looked at that. I flipped it over and looked on the back. And said made in China, and I said, "No, we're not going to do." You said, "Send them back. We don't want them." Mm-hmm. And I said, "Find me some made in America." And my buddy Roy Cruz, who's a retired teamster, he um. He found a shop that actually made them. And they're American made, and that's anyway, so um, <clears throat> that's uh, sorry, I went no. Off let on, me ask uh, you a question as it relates to that because you you know you did you do the wreaths as well. I, I wreaths, you, yeah, wreaths across, across America. America yeah, raised fifty four thousand dollars last year for that cause in Knoxville, yeah. Knox County. Um, but also, I think another thing that's worth talking about is the fact that you know veterans sometimes don't get the respect and, and it is ridiculous. It is, brother, yeah. it is crazy. And let me, let me Go pose ahead. the question. Um, you look at all the people who fought in all of the wars. Of course, most of our world war two veterans, unfortunately are dying. Uh, we still have some left, not very many, right. um, you know, Vietnam, that's, we're going to be talking about the same thing in a few years about Vietnam veterans, Korea war. I mean, Iraq, you've got all these wars and the people who that, who are over there on the front lines that are fighting, and they're coming back wounded. They're coming back injured. They're, but they're not getting the treatment that they, they are need. not. You're exactly it, right. It, it, and I hope that uh, Trump addresses that. What? What is well, that? Why you stand on the principles? I, well, I, I saw my family did it, and I live a very comfortable, free life. Um, my wife is uh, is a widow, and and Isabel's biological father. He's a Navy man who passed away. Mm. He was a master chief on a sub. Very, very patriotic. Who's a patriot actually. And um, I, I do it because we they are 1% of our population, our veterans are, yet 100% of our freedom is due to what they did. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't for them, literally, we'd be living under a tyrannical boot of either imperialistic Japan or Nazi Germany right now. And there's no question in my mind that, that what they did was the sacrifices they made and they continue to make, whether it's Korea, which is the Forgotten War, Vietnam, Iraq, Iran, whatever these these wars we're in right now, and they are wars. It's just a, it's just a, um, you know, it's just because they uh, they don't want to call it certain things because of certain actions that would have to take place. But the truth is, is that that they give all that, and yet our VA is a joke. There is no reason in the world that our federal government doesn't issue our our veterans a card and allow them to go to their dadgum doctor in their hometowns instead of having to go to johnson city or middle tennessee yeah we've got great people that work in our vas and there's a local clinics here and they do great work mm-hmm. but the truth is the reason they're in these big towns that they're in is because of political power at some point if you look at the history it's and they're going to say oh it's about jobs we can't do anything about these well if they're not doing what they promised they were going to do these bureaucrats, they need to lose their job, and they needed to lose their job yesterday. Mm-hmm. And we've got too many gutless politicians that want to have hearings about this stuff, and we're losing over 20 veterans a day to suicide. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sorry, is it 20? It was 19, but that – Yeah, it's actually they – don't, they don't include California, and there's one other state, I think, because of some sort of – some definition. 
But if we lose one a day, that's too many. Mm-hmm. Go look under our bridges. We may and, lose California altogether. Well, anyway. yeah, well. <laughs> See ya. But yeah, go look under our bridges right now yeah. in Knoxville and look at the look at the people. You'll see tattoos on them. You'll see limited. Lim- Some of them have missing limbs. You know, we got this two dollar a gallon gasoline, and we're all puffed up about it. Yeah, we got two dollar a gallon, but there's a cost associated with that, and that cost is right now. American men and women, boys and girls, basically, mm. are still fighting for our for, and it's for economic stability, whatever you want to call it. It's for that dadgum barrel of oil. And, you know, I'm, that's why I talked to Senator Alexander about about some ideas I had about energy efficiency and mm-hmm. and some different markets we can do, some different technology we can develop right here in our hometown. I would love one day just to tell overseas, look, you know, we're not going to invest any more of our money. If the Russians want it, they can have it. We've got our own fuel supplies and let them evolve back into more or less tribal warfare over there, which is what it was originally before we – we went over there with our oil billions and, you know, just make it worthless because mm-hmm. we could do it all here. We have 500 years worth of coal in the ground. And I hear I'm going to preach and I apologize. No, that's all right. I, no, I, I there's a lot of things comments. out there and, 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 <laughs> and there's clean coal. We ought, if we had put the money we put into some of these, these other ideas on energy into clean coal technology, we could, and, and, and not talking about raping the land. There's, we can go about it in a, in a very, uh, environmental, friendly manner and mm-hmm. that's something we ought to look at we ought to invest yeah. that money into that no and, and i appreciate all your thoughts and my whole real issue about you know our veterans i think there are there's so much that resources that we're putting in places that don't need to be um, invested in and we'll talk more about this when we come back from the break and i think that's what you're alluding to we have all these veterans that are suffering from from injuries that were that created physical and the, mental in, absolutely and we have all of this money that we're utilizing in areas. And, and, again, I hope that the new wave of political thinking might change that. Guys, stay with us. We'll be right back. Housing Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what's really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray. Welcome back into the Housing Hour. Kevin Ray here with Mark Griffith, executive producer and co-host. I want to get right back to it because I only have so much time and uh, I sometimes get him going and I, you know, it's like a train. <laughs> you get him going on a topic and he digs in. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. I'm glad. That's what we want out of I'm our passionate guests. about our Sometimes veterans. we have guests that just, you know, you lead them. And then they, they just stop talking. So, so we're thankful for that. Don't get me wrong. But there's many things that you can do for veterans in your position, which you do. Like, for instance, um, a small token of appreciation, the Gerald Clark Day that you recently, <laughs> yeah. I guess a few months ago, I can't remember, but he's a Purple Heart recipient. Just, yeah. I don't know him, but I heard him speak. Oh, and man. The kindest man I think I've ever heard. He is one of the Tell kindest me. kindest men I've ever known. Um lost a leg and I, um, seemed like he was in a Jeep and got hit by a tank shell. Mm. And, um, and you know, he doesn't, he's not bitter about anything. He's just about the veterans. And I'll tell you if the, there would not be a Ben Ashley veterans, Tennessee veterans home, if it wasn't for Gerald Clark, mm. so I was in the legislature 
and um, and I we had to fight like crazy to get that thing in Knoxville. I was, it was kind of my baby in the legislature at the time, I guess. And um, but actually, Mayor Ragsdale's office was the one that actually uh, pushed. I think they put the initial five million dollars of county money, and I'm not even sure if the state hardly put a nickel in it. Um, so it was just a man. It's just a fight all the way through. But if it wasn't for Gerald Clark, that wouldn't have happened. Yeah. Well, so. and I'm glad that you. The re, the reason I asked the question is because even though that's not anything you know that is a program or anything like that, you were able to pay respect to him by making it Gerald Clark Day. You read yeah. the proclamation, and it surprised him. I don't think he did, either. He didn't know or or no, he didn't. Did, He's just a very humble guy, and right. and um. I mean, if he had known about it, he would have. If he'd known about it, he'd have said, "Name it." He would have had a formal protest and said, "Name <laughs> it after somebody else." One right. of his buddies that probably died. So, um, you know, he's just. He and, and you know what? He is very typical of the veterans in our community. They mm-hmm. don't ask for a lot. Um, you know, they don't. They don't. Well, the greatest generation is. They're gone, man. Yeah. I mean, you know, my I dad know. was part of that, and I, you know, I can remember the Veterans Day parades and a bunch of. My dad was in the Marine Corps and the Marine Corps League. They'd have all these veterans and um, all these mm-hmm. World War II guys when I was younger, and and they're gone. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially the combat guys. I mean, you know, Daddy was he was kind of an anomaly, I guess. If but, you uh, if you could get the opinion of your father today, what would what would your father say about Tim Burchett, the job he's done since 2011? Well, my dad, ten. He loved all his kids. He's proud of all of us. I mean, you probably couldn't get him. He wouldn't have a, as my mama would say, he wouldn't have a button on his shirt. He'd be so puffed up. Um, <laughs> and I, I'd look forward. I was hoping daddy and mom and daddy both be with me. And I was thinking, uh, when I was thinking about running for office, this mayor's gig as it is, um, you know, I thought I told my, I was going to get a lazy boy recliner cause my dad napped a lot as he got older <laughs> and I was going to put it in the office there and just let him come in every morning and, and, and drink his cup of coffee and take a nap and then you know, shuffle some, I'd let him do something. And then, um, <laughs> and then, and then I'd send him on his way usually, but he, um, I, you know, I, he, I think he'd be okay with what I'm doing. I, you know, he, he would, uh, he was a good confidant. You know, I, I got to go to the point. It's kind of interesting with your parents. If they live long enough, you get to that point where they're the caretaker and then you, you get to repay that role. Mm-hmm. And in a little small part, I was able to repay some of that. And so, um, you know, my dad was a warrior. He fought, he fought in the Pacific. He fought at the university when he was dean. He, um, that his last breath, he was fighting. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it was just his whole life. And uh, and you're a fighter. Yeah, not like that, dude. I, I fought the Battle of West Hills. I mean, I, <laughs> there is nothing, there is nothing to compare to what I've heard about being under under fire under under mortar artillery fire in a little bitty hole that you've dug and right or seeing your buddies shot up or seeing a, <clears throat> a fellow marine thrown on the uh, razor wire with his arms and legs cut off by the enemy and a sign on there saying some ugly things about you I, I, as a as, as a 19 or 20 year old uh, you know i couldn't i couldn't couldn't wouldn't have been able to grasp that mm-hmm. I, I don't know i i uh and my dad did, and he lived to tell about it. Right. And so, um, you know, well, and, well, and, and I was just very fortunate that I got to hear some of those stories about what really went on. And, and when it's tough on me, yeah, I get a bad editorial or something. But you know what? It's not 120 degrees. I'm not being shot at. Mm. 
and uh, and I'm I'm fed and I'm comfortable yeah. and I have nothing to complain about. Well, over since you've been elected, of course. Sorry, I went to preaching again. No, that's all right. That's all right. You've made a lot of tough decisions, right? So you've had mm-hmm. to. You, we talked about you not, you know, not being able to be Santa Claus to your friends and family. Yep. And sometimes that's tough. I'm sure. Um, you. One of the things that you said after your first year, you said, "If I had something, the the interview, somebody asked a question, what would you have done differently?" in your first year. And you, you, one of the things that you said is that you would have worked closer with the commission. Do you feel like you've been able to sort of change that dynamic and that relationship? Yeah. How is, how is that? Yeah. Working? We've, we've got a great relationship. It's a learning process. You know, I came from, from the legislative branch, the executive branch, when I was in the legislature for 16 years. So it's a different procedure there, mm-hmm. but it's, it's, you know, it, it's, it, you, I, I pick it up pretty quick, you mm-hmm. know, um, even though it did take me six years to get out of UT, I, I, I learned a lot of things during those six years of undergraduate. And I didn't yeah. drink or smoke pot, and it still took me six years. Yeah. So, well, um, like, here's a question that I don't think some people understand. So, there's a tax of nine point two five percent in Knox County if I go and buy a Carhartt jacket, right? Right, sales so, tax. Sales tax. So, right. so Tennessee gets seven percent. Knox County gets two and a quarter, right? Right. Is, is that correct? And that two and a quarter, along with the property taxes and commercial tax that's what we have to run our government on right? that's where we get our 771 one million one hundred eighty five thousand five hundred sixty seven dollars exactly. from you so so what i am i like about you and i think this is what people need to know is that you make tough decisions you you've developed into the person that you are because you stand on principle so we if we want to have more programs or build more parks or have more stuff then you're gonna have to pay more sales tax and the next mayor that comes in, that that might, you know, who knows? I don't know what your plans are. I don't know. Can you be mayor forever? No, right. I can't. Um, but you, you're not going to raise taxes. We have 2.32% property tax rate. You, if right. you live in Knox County, you're going to have the cheapest property taxes, basically. I mean, some places have have a lower, Loudoun County, Union County. Um, but we have a great tax rate. And how, how have we been able to keep from raising taxes? That's really what people want to Well, know. you know, it's it's – it really starts at the top. Uh, it'd be a whole lot easier when you come in. And, and what, what you do is if you want to raise taxes, here's what you do. You go to all these different groups and you promise them some of the gravy, right? Mm-hmm. But what you got to realize is when you're doing that is that you've got one-time money and ongoing expenses. So what you do is you buy off these groups basically with tax dollars, with mm-hmm. that one-time money. Mm-hmm. And then the next year, this is the formula to get, yeah, this right is there. the next, the next year you, everybody's still griping. You do that early in your term. And then the next year you, you create all those crazy programs that you want to do to, to, so you'll be remembered as the greatest mayor of all time. Mm-hmm. And that's the way you do it. Right. You, you just, it, it's a simple formula and it works. It works for everybody. And, and, you, and you put the debt on the backs of your grandchildren. Yeah, and I and I choose not to do that. We'll right. pay down by the time I leave office around seventy million dollars. Mm-hmm. What uh, was it when you came in? You a lot more than that. It was seventy one. Uh, yeah, no, it was no, no. I wished it was. No, it's about it's about about a uh, six yeah six six seventy one when I took office something like six hundred and seventy one million. Six hundred ninety-one million is and what you, our debt is, and I paid down seventy million. But you know, that's we've, incredible. We, we've, people we, need to know that we've racked up. But you know, people don't care. Right. I mean, we're like that old 
the, un, the uneducated people that go to a car lot and all they're looking at is their monthly stroke. Man, all I got to pay $29 a month. You know, I joke around about my Jeep and I get out, I go 672 payments and this little baby's going to be all mine. <laughs> you know, I, and, 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 but I'll tell you what, our bond rating is through the roof. Mm. We haven't laid people off. We've, um, we've used tr- attrition and things like that when we needed to, mm-hmm. um, we haven't raised taxes. We paid down debt. We've done some great things. You've we kept paid Michael Grider. We kept Michael Grider. <laughs> uh, he does the work of of ten of people. Ten rolling. people. Yeah. If you compare to other municipalities, he's your press secretary. Yeah. He's your yep. <laughs> executive assistant. He's my spirit animal. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, no, but it, but you know we've done some things that it made people uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you what the 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 people the bond ratings. You know we ran last time unopposed Mm -hmm. i think that 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 shows that we've at least done something there and the next Mm -hmm. mayor will come in and i guarantee you they'll yield to the pressure and they'll break open the vault and Mm -hmm. they'll start building stuff and they'll have their name on everything and everybody will be loving them until they have that bill comes due and that bill will come due after they're out of office right yeah, it's always what's going to happen later, and it doesn't matter because I won't be around type of yeah, thing. And and I've kept my word. I said we're not going to raise taxes, and Dad Gummit, I'm not going to raise. If they try to raise taxes, I will veto it. And that's that's that going times. on six years that you that's kept correct. that promise. And we don't have to. I mean, our bond rating is is, is proof of that. Yeah, and Government. you're working on you're working on the next um, budget as as right. you speak, right. right in May. So. Yeah. So I'm sure you have people clamoring, asking for things to get in the budget as we speak. That's probably what you're returning text to as we speak. I am. I am so, exactly. Say, Sorry, I'm, we're not doing people it. People in Nashville are saying, what are you going to do? And, you know, I mean, you know, so. Well, we're going to come back right after these messages. Housing Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what's really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray. This is Kevin Ray. I'm your host. This is the Housing Hour here with Mark Griffith, executive producer and awesome co-host. Uh, thank you guys for joining us. I think it's amazing to me. That I look at the, the Supreme Court uh, nominee and, of course, every Democrat that is out there voted for him. And then all of a sudden now. It's like, wait a minute, this is a this is a suspicious nominee when they had no problem as a federal judge voting for him. He 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 got yes votes across the board. Uh, and I don't I don't know. I don't know why that happens. But, Tim, um, is it OK if I call you, Tim? Please. OK, Tim, you, you have a lot of um, abilities. I mean, for instance, you're returning messages as we speak. Yeah. You're multitasking. <laughs> you're talking to Michael Greider about your appointment coming up after this. <laughs> You know, you're just, I mean, your mind works. You, you say you don't have a high IQ, but obviously you do. And um, my question for you is, which which are you going to run for, Senate or governorship? You know, here's the deal. <laughs> I pray about it. I'm a, uh, I'm a Christian. I'm not a very good one. I'm, uh, i got to quit saying that. My daughter always gets mad at me. <laughs> I'm trying to be the person she thinks I am. How about mm-hmm. that? Yeah. And I pray about everything. And a big decision like that, I pray about it. And God just hasn't given me an answer yet. And that is the honest answer. Mm-hmm. I, I get asked, I mean, Big Sexy's here with me. He can tell you that is the first question and maybe the last question I get every time I'm either on the radio or speaking to a group. And um, and so 
we're going to make a decision eventually, mm-hmm. and 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 I'll let everybody. Okay, know. well, let's and talk I, cause about because I, I really don't know what I'm going to do next. And and you no, know, and if God you. tells me that not, you know, the thing about it is, it's not a, it's not just like some ball I shake up and then the answer comes out. Because even if God tells me I'm going to run for whatever, it doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to win. I meet with a lot of good intention people, and Michael can tell you this. They come in around election time. I don't care what they're running for, and they they'll tell me, you know. You know, God told me to run. I said, well, great. Did God tell you you were going to win? And I said, they said, what do you mean? I said, if you're down here at Panera Bread at noon, Hank, you know, just having your first meeting at noon, you don't get it. I mean, it is hard, hard work. It's, first of all, that it, needs to be at Long's Drugstore. Yeah, <laughs> well, whatever. I, yeah, because if they're at Long's, they'd be, at least be meeting with voters, right? No, but um, <clears throat> I have a little history there. That's kind of an inside joke in my office, but on the other. But no, the – um, I, I, the first time I ran for office, no, I won. I wasn't supposed to. We won. My family and I worked very hard. I can remember waking up in the morning, rolled up in a thing. Back when they had lick, you'd lick your stamps, or you, you know, you put them on a sponge, and you just, you know, you'd lick them. I remember I had this horrible peppermint taste in my mouth, and I was rolled up in stamps, almost like a mummy. <laughs> I kept all my stuff in a cooler because I could keep all my letters and everything in it, you know, and I was. I was basically my whole mailing division was me, mm. and um, Michael and, wasn't know, born and, yet. And, and, and yeah, no, he, I, were you born then? Eighty three. Yeah, okay. So yeah, you were born then. But I, yeah, here here was my routine. Literally, I would I was so intense. I would wake up early in the morning. I would I'd usually throw up first thing. Mm. I would get up and throw up from the night before. Or? Yeah. Just from just the uh, nerves and just the, yeah, no, no, I'm <laughs> teetotaler, but no, from the, just the tension and everything. I'd, I'd choke down a plain Turkey sandwich on white bread and I'd drink a Sprite and that would start my day. Now, is that the kind of dedication you've got? Now there's people, they'll go up here to the country club and they'll collect all the money and that's mm-hmm. great. And they'll win. They'll walk into a seat. But that's very rarely does that happen. And people look at me, and I know what they do. They hear me joking and fist bumping and wearing my Carhartt and doing the selfies. And, and you know, they don't see me on the Saturdays and Sundays when I'm going to the long meetings. It's like Jimmy Duncan. You, you know, you go to some meeting, and I swear I think there's two of him. I'll be at something, and then he'll be at the same, the next one right after me. And I think, how'd you get here so fast? Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's what it, that's the kind of dedication it takes to get elected. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can you can buy it, but it's sure a lot sweeter on election night if you earn it, and that's and so that that's the kind of thing. And if I run for something else, if if I dedicate that time and effort to it, and you know, I'll I'll let everybody know. I but think, I just haven't yeah, come up with that yet. I, I think Congress, um, the Senate, I think would be a great spot for you. But I also think, I mean, and I don't know if, how many more uh, runs Jimmy Duncan has. And I mean, he seems to be pretty young at spirit. I mean, he's, he's, he's still as sharp as attack. Sure. But he has a, he has, and what I'm looking for for you is a, a position where you can have a, a big chip at the table because and as a governor, I mean, sure, it's a great position and it's a very important decision for you to make or for any, the person who is the governor is obviously it's a very big position. But if you become a Senator, here's the other thing too, that I mean, I'm sure you're thinking about, a senator has to raise a lot of money to run. Yeah, I was going to say, are you going to raise him my Here, first $3 million? Here's the, that, that, $15 or $20 million deal. And, and the have they we, made it impossible for a they have, like you to run? They pretty okay, much have. They pretty much have. I mean, you yeah. got to buy it. you got to have the money to mm-hmm. run a statewide campaign. 
and you you got to have the big boys behind you. And, and why I haven't, will, yeah, I haven't nobody, done a lot to curry their favor. That's what I was just going to say. <laughs> I mean, people are texting you from Nashville wondering what you can do here. Knox County yeah. is probably, I don't know, the second, what, as far as budget goes, it has to be third top, largest. Okay, third largest. So, so people in the Republican and whatever party that you're running to run in, if they're going to get the support behind you for whatever office, you need to be a yes man in some cases. Would you say that's true? Yeah, I'd say that's a lot true. I don't, my family didn't run in those circles. We knew those people mm-hmm. and they're friends of mine. I don't, you know, I honestly wished I, I made, I had a lot more money. Mm-hmm. I don't, there's nothing wrong with, with wealth. It's what you do with it. You mm-hmm. know, I, uh, and you, and you gotta be willing to tell people no too, but, but there's a lot of wealthy people in our community that just, do wonderful things. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I remember when you're talking about the Reeves thing and I'd call Mr. Haslam and he'd say, where'd I send the check, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and, and so we've, we've had a, um, I've got a good relationship with a lot of those folks, but the reality is they, a lot of those folks are for me the day after the election. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, we, and they, they tell me how they were with me all along. I think, wow, I really felt it there towards the end. Thank you. <laughs> but you know, <laughs> Yeah. And and that's fine, and I understand that. I'm just not I'm not polished, and I'm not I'm not really cut from the same cloth. I kind of come from a little different background, an unusual background, due to the fact my parents were so conservative and both educators, public educators, and yeah. so you your know, mom, it's your just, mom didn't even have electricity till she was a senior in high school, right? That's right. So he's I mean, heard that story before, Michael. You do your <laughs> research. Right? I've said it so many times. You could have, but yeah. But I'm very proud of. I was very. Both that's my parents pretty neat. Are in heaven, but I'm very proud of my parents or where they came from. And I, I, you know, I walk in my office in the morning sometimes, and sometimes the sun hasn't come up. Sometimes I come in later this morning. I got there. Of course, sun hadn't come up in this and, and, uh, or whenever I was in there and I walked in there and, you know, I just think, wow. I mean, you know, my dad in the Pacific fought the second world war, my mama youngest of seven, you know, and all that history. And mm-hmm. I think and where I am today and I'm very, very grateful. Yeah. And I don't say that as be some kind of sappy thing, but it's the, it's the honest to goodness truth. Well, I, and I want to tell you on behalf of my, um, and I know you didn't make this decision, but my kids are thankful that since we didn't have any snow days this year, that we took a couple of sick days. Blue days. Well, if you get the flu, they're not going to be too thankful. But yeah. we, we, it's still not over. You know, we, we got the blizzard. What was in March or April True. that year? Do you think that? I mean, we're we're listening right now. Of course, we're, you're maybe podcasting this. This is being uh, taped on February seventh, and so yeah. we're right in the middle of two days out of school. Do we think that we might have to have a third day? Do you know? Have you talked to the superintendent? I haven't talk to buzz yet yeah. and that's going to kind of be up to him mm-hmm. um he'll talk with our health department and make an educated decision on that and he'll he'll get critics on both sides of it you like buzz i like him yeah. i like him a lot we've all we've been good friends i mean he's i like, more, Ma- I like your Mac- style i like mcintyre I, I just but you know i i'm but buzz, got, buzz he is there me. now and we've got we've got We'll have it'll be one out of the, one of the six or seven that are in there now. Yeah. That well, are Buzz Buzz calls me yesterday. Of course, not me personally, but his voice message. He said, "Guys, I got to tell you, I'm sorry. I got to tell you this. You know, he's just a down to earth guy. You know, he's yeah. Like, we had to make a tough decision, and I respected the decision. He's an old Blunt County boy. Yeah, but you've you've done and one of the other things. We only have one minute left, so you're going to have to make this quick. One of the other things on election night that you said was that we have to get money into the classroom because that's where business starts. That's right. It doesn't need to be in the AJ John, AJ building. We've got too many. Beer bureaucrats and it, you just you got to get it to the classroom you got to pay teachers more mm. and by doing so you show them the respect that can't you deserve. put that in the budget well yeah but it's a it the, the school system does but but the trick is uh. 
is is that they have to put it in the budget. Right. right. There's there's uh, sixty two cents out of every seven hundred and and um, whatever seven hundred and seventy one million dollars. Sixty two cents out of every dollar goes to education, and we've got to make sure that it gets to the classroom. Right. And you, you pay teachers more. You'll show the teachers there that they they get the respect they deserve, and also to drive better people into the classroom mm-hmm. because there's a. There's going to be a little bit of separation there, but but that's going to have to happen eventually at some point. And and by doing, I think there's enough money in the budget too. I think you could cut a lot of bureaucrats out and get the money to the classroom. Yeah. Well, and, Mrs. Johnson and Mrs. Morgan, if you're listening at Bluegrass Elementary School, I think you do a tremendous job for my son. And I tell you what, they are great che- teachers. Every teacher that we've ever had, I could. I, and I promise you, I'm not just. Where are your kids at? My my son's at Bluegrass. My daughter is in West Valley Middle. Okay, Bluegrass. You know, they got a TV show down there. Yeah, they have it every yeah. morning. Yeah, that's so, pretty cool. And my son's the host. No, I'm just kidding. He's not. Okay. <laughs> well, guys, thank you so much for joining us. And Tim, thank you for coming in. Hey, brother, thank you. I'm yeah. sorry I talked so much. No, I got a little wound <laughs> up. Thank you. That's all you right. need me, 215-2005. Call me. All right. Well, guys, we'll see you next time right here on the Housing Hour. That's the Housing Hour with Kevin Ray for today. Join Kevin and his guests each week at this time to keep up with the why and why not you need to know, so come here to find out. Also, check us out at thehousinghour.com. This show is presented by Mortgage Investors Group.